Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Hello, and welcome to the Make Like Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia, and today I have Jamie Milam with me. She's a podcast host for Determine AF. She's a biz coach and systems strategist. Systems is her jam, and she is going like her big thing is, you know, as I was talking to her and I was asking her, like, what is the number one message you want to get across to people? And she said, you know, what I really got from what you were saying is really about how you've celebrated your way to success. And I was thinking of that song um, where it's like, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. (laughs) And so that's what I really like, you know, gathered from you. Um, We talked a bit about human design where before we kicked things off. So um, I just want you to, you know, as we get started here, what, like, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, great question. Well, I think to answer that, Brittany, you know, if I can, I'd love to just kind of share with the audience, like paint a visual, right? As to determining, so that we can paint the visual as to where that is, right? From where to where. Um, and I know that I just shared with you as well, like, you know, I've been living on my own since I was pretty much 15. Um, as a matter of fact, I just went through an old journal from the year 2000. Um, <laughs> I must've been like ninth or 10th grade or something, eighth or ninth grade. Um, and there is dated evidence. Like I journaled like the time and the day and where I was at when I was writing my journal entry. And so it was really kind of affirming because I, I did see like at that time, you know, where I was at and how many days I was spending not at home. Um, so I was I, living on my own at the age of 15 um, with a boyfriend that was far older than me. I found myself pregnant at 19. Uh, I found out I was pregnant um, a month after I was raped. And that was that was pretty mentally traumatizing for about the first four years, right? Um, especially the first few months, because you don't know if this is a result from the rape, right? But I was also a meth addict and I quit meth that day uh, when I found out that I was pregnant. Uh, And I really just had to decide, like, is this the life that I want to give a child? Um, And obviously the answer was no. So, you know, it took me some time. I came back uh, to my home. I went back to my home state after I found out that I was pregnant. Um, I was about four and a half months pregnant before I actually saw a doctor for the first time. And that's just to kind of paint a picture as to like where I was at in life. Right. Um, so we just, you know, I had this baby and we just kind of started like in the most crappy situations 
regularly. Um, you know, I'd asked all my family to forego any Christmas gifts that year. Please just give me some money, you know, to help me with the deposit on this trailer on this mobile home. And, uh, got, because we were staying in one that had literal holes in the floor. I mean, my boyfriend at the time fell through the floor while taking a pee at the toilet. <laughs> I mean, this was not great living conditions. You cannot have a baby in this home. So I really needed a deposit for a property. So we we moved up to another home that had holes and only had actually had a piece of plywood that covered the hole in the floor there, but the room was already painted blue. And that made me feel like, oh, this is meant for us to be able to bring the baby home. Right. Um, and so it's like just little progressive things, you know, that I just naturally would find things to be grateful for in it because I was doing the best that I could. Um which, you know, looking back at it, it's just, is still baffling to think, you know, I look, I look at my son now who's 16 and I'm like, how in the world was I out on my own at 15? You know, like there's no way, um, that I could just like even see him in that situation. So I found gratitude in each space. Um, I ended up going back to college after he started in like little kinder, kinder care and stuff. Um, and took on a couple of jobs. I say a couple of them. I was working in a pharmacy full-time. I started a marketing department for them. I started a marketing department for the physical therapist across the street who came and recruited me to do so um, while going to school full-time and being a single mom. Um, and so, and, and it just was like whatever I needed to do. Like I didn't want to be in college for forever. So I did, you know, evening classes. I did online classes. I did classes during the summer. You know, I mean, I took 15 hours full load each semester so I could wrap up quickly. Um, and so I think that that was probably more of the beginning of me realizing, like, if I'm going to do all of these things to improve at a faster pace, I need to get organized with it. Like there needs to be a system in place. How can I plan for that? You know, when you have a kid and you're working two jobs and you want to go to school, like you can't pick your classes for the next semester until you know, like, Hey, you know, mom, what days can you help me out? Right. Or can I secure a sitter for this night every single week so that I can go to this night class? Right. Like what hours can I do online classes if I'm also at work? You know, you have to just plan ahead for those things. Um, and so I guess that's kind of really where it started. And then um, I ended up leaving those jobs. I went and worked at a jewelry store um, and I was in sales there. So, you know, working goals backwards kind of started to come into play at that time too. Um, you know, and it was just like little things like moving up in multiple areas. Right. And then when we moved to Charlotte, um, so I got, I got married, um, soon after I graduated college, I got married and then we moved to Charlotte a few months later. Um, and that first year was a little rough, but ever since, like, there's no looking back. It's just been really full of opportunity here. I think that it helped me get out of an environment that I felt boxed in. I felt defined. I felt labeled. Um, and it allowed me to kind of open up into a space where it's like, okay, cool. Now I can spread my wings and not feel like I walk in somewhere and somebody from my past knows me for all the crappy things that I had done in the past, right? Whether that was their thought or not, that was my perception of it. So, you know, now it's been, I'm, I'm I've launched now my third, uh, my own third business. Um, I've been in sales for over 10 years, you know, got a, uh, I've worked for some boutique you know, companies. So really been able to be 
hands-on, like from the ground up in a couple of ways. Um, that's been really helpful. And so, yeah, so now being in real estate, so I'm a realtor, um, and also now a business coach, I have investment properties. So it's like a lot of little things and now the podcast too, which is a lot of fun. So I think that that's kind of it in a nutshell. (laughs) And so with all of that, like where you've, you know, kind of brought everything together. And I personally believe when it comes to like our niche and all that kind of thing is that it's an embodiment of really who we are. Um, I know sometimes I have connected with people and they're like, Oh, I had this coach that told me to like, be very specific in this area. And I'm like, it's, I think it's kind of all of you. It's all the pieces that come together. What are you passionate about and all the things. And so for yourself, like, I mean, so you mentioned like the realtor, um, the podcasting and, you know, the business coach, but you did say like systems is your jam, right? And so how have you been able to utilize the systems piece of your life? Like when you are helping your clients and that, how has what you've learned and who you've become like got you to be interested in that? That's a great question because what I think is funny is, I mean, the word systems isn't sexy, right? Like it's like, (laughs) oh, you like systems? Like, oh, is that like IT systems? Like, what is that? Is that, you know, uh, Salesforce or ClickUp? You know, it's like all these different things. Like, (laughs) no, I am not a tech uh, system person, right? But here's the thing is that I feel like we do so many things in our day that is a system. I mean, your morning routine is your system, right? If you really want to get down to it. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I'm not, I'm not going to quote it for word for word, right? But Webster along the lines, a system is, you know, a series of interconnected things that create a method, right? Interconnected mm-hmm. steps. Um, so it's working towards the same goal, right? So I feel like there is a system to a lot of things. And so in business, now that I've done this for other companies, I've been able to work integrated with companies and now doing it on my own. It's been able, I've been able to see like, okay, there's a system for that. Like if I want to scale my business, how, where do I know to focus, right? Like what's the first thing that I'm going to do? Is it going to be cut expenses? Is it going to be lead generated in this method, you know, spend more money over here? Like, how will I know that if I haven't been tracking it, right? Because then I don't know my conversion. I don't know where my best ROI is you know, so, okay, well, how do we track it? Okay. Well, there's a system for that. Right. So like, it's just reverse engineering, almost anything. It's the same kind of going back to the college schedule, right? Okay. If I have these classes available that I still need to take, and these are the times that they're available, I need to go and talk to my boss to see, can I take my lunch instead of at noon? Can I take it at one thirty? And I go and spend my lunch at the class, right? Okay, the there's this one class that's available at night. Like, it's so funny. I know everybody can't see, but I know that I'm not looking right at you. And it's because like my brain, honestly, it's like this whiteboard, but in my head, it's like a clear board. Like you see on like CSI or something where everybody's like dry markering on it. (laughs) And that's how my brain just works. Right. It's like, I just see all the little mapping out of where those steps need to be placed, which then it's like, okay, well, what challenge might I run into? Or what is option B if, you know, mom can't come on Wednesdays, Is there a different class that I could take this semester on Thursdays? Like having that option, right? And I know that that's a very basic thing, but the systems and the purposeful planning can be applied to anything. It can be applied to our personal life. It can be applied to our professional world. It can be applied to how we operate and manage a team. You know, I mean, it's it's a matter of planning in advance 
Um, I am going to be working on a social experiment with a really close friend of mine. Um, you know, like let's go through the budget last year. How much did you spend like on your flights and your hotel costs? Right now, why don't we, because he's a procrastinator, you know, and it's <laughs> like, you spend a lot more money and time and energy having to find it. And so I'm like, let's look at that and put it on paper, how much money it was. And then let's sketch out this next year and plan it in advance. I'm curious to see how much money you save, right? Like if you can see a tangible value there, I think that will help you right now. Some people it it's not natural that used to not even be in my brain. I used to think that people just weren't even trying. Um, and that's on me, right? We were talking about that with human design. Like I've been able to recognize that I do have natural skills that not everybody has, you know, so it's okay, fine. Like we can, we can work those things backwards because, you know, when you're working two jobs and you are, going to school full time. You're also trying to plan a wedding, you know, like there's a lot of moving parts and that was my life too. So it was like reverse engineering so many different things and putting time stamps. Like I need to have this much saved by this time, you know, to finish paying out for the venue or whatever. Right. So I was just started to break everything down. And now I just see that possible in so many ways and how it can really reduce the overwhelms for so many people, right? Like, because when we are overwhelmed and we see that there's all these different moving parts, like a lot of people will just freeze, you know, and, and it makes that difficult. And so I guess that that's kind of like why I'm, I'm just so passionate about it because it's like, I know that if you want to get somewhere, we can put the plan in place to do it. We can break it down and into bite-sized pieces, you know, with attainable action items within a reasonable timeline, you know? So it's like, you know, I just like want everybody to, I'm like, we can, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I think a lot of people, like you said, they get caught up in either they're on one side of the spectrum where they're extremely planned and they almost get to the point that they're so planned that they just write it down and then don't actually go do anything. And then it's just like, they get caught up in the system itself versus the action taking. And then there's the other people who are like, I want to be free. I want to be willy nilly. Like the system doesn't work for me. And they have like two opposite sides of the spectrum. And I think we, we do, we get caught up in the whirlwind of it. When to me, like what I really am hearing from you, it all comes back to the clarity of like the clarity of our desire. And it's like, what do you want to achieve? Now let's work it backwards so that we can help you get there. Right. And cause I think a lot of people who are willy nilly, um, <laughs> you know, they see like, this is the goal that I want. And I always laugh with like some people when it comes to visualization and manifestation that they, they look at like, what they want, but all of a sudden the next time they visualize, they're like looking at something else and they're like building all these like houses and they're all half built <laughs> in the, in the universe. And it's like, clarity is so important. Like, this is what you want. Okay. What is that next step that you need to take in order to get there? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fascinating because I think that my favorite part of like working with the new client every time is the very beginning around. I mean, like I love working with people. I love seeing their growth. Right. But I, I just love getting really clear on their goals. 
Um, you know, I, I do still work with a lot of real estate agents. And so, you know, when I ask them, what is your goal in the next year? And they tell me however many houses that they want to sell. And I'm like, okay, why? Uh, well, because it's how much money I need to make. I'm like, okay, what is that funding? You know, like, what is that money going to? And they're like, um, well, that's just how much money I want to make. And I'm like, okay, is it enough? Like, is it such a stretch that you're going to have so much extra that we can go and buy an investment property next year? Like, you know, the fact is, is that we're not taking time to slow down and to really figure that out, you know, because then next thing you know, like they're thinking a certain amount of dollar amount, you know, and they get overwhelmed with how many is that going to be? And then, you know, what happens is a trickle effect around our mindset is, I'm behind. I can't do this. I'm failing. Right. Or that's too big, you know, or sometimes, you know, they're succeeding and they don't realize like, yeah, you can sell that easily. And then you're going to like crush it. Like, what are we going to do with that extra profit? Right. Like, how are we going to create this life that you truly desire? Because when we have clarity and, and I love that you mentioned all the little half built houses, you know, like no pun on real estate, right? But <laughs> because I am a huge proponent for vision boards. Um, and I still have mine, you know, I keep mine and I still, I mean, I've had my house that I'm living in. I put it on a vision board before we moved from Oklahoma. And I didn't realize it until after we had built it. Um, my car, I mean, not the one I have now, but I have bought a car that I had put on a vision board and it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious thing. It wasn't like that's the car off of my vision board. You know, now did I just like put it on a vision board and do nothing to work for it? No. You know, I mean, I have sticky notes. Like I have one directly in front of me. I have one on my treadmill. I have one on my bathroom mirror. I have one in my closet mirror. Like I have sticky, one in my car. They're all the same exact sticky note with the same exact things written on them. Because I know that when I look at it, it tells me like, okay, the, the things that I'm going to do today, they're intended to help me get to that goal. So I'm taking little action items today that will work towards that goal. And when you said some people are extremely planned and some are willy nilly, and I get that because sometimes I have a very black and white mind and I used to really, really like hammer in every bit of my schedule. Um, and what I found was at the end of the day, somebody would ask me like, did you have a good day today? And I would be like, uh, mm. yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> did I, you know, did or, I plan that in there? Did it say I had a good day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that calendar invite. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like the weekend, like, you know, did you have a good weekend? And I'm like, uh, what did I do over the weekend? Right. I was putting so much in there that I was not leaving myself time to transition time to reset time to actually, I got into business for myself so I could go on freaking vacations and I wasn't even putting vacations in my calendar, you know? So it's like, when you get really purposeful about the life that you want to live and how that looks for you, that's cool. Then we need to reverse engineer and plan it accordingly. If you tell me that you need to sell X amount, you know, or earn X amount of revenue this year, like, okay, like what are the action items that we're going to need to do, you know, to get there? And how is that going to look for your time and your energy? And does that still work? I mean, I just had a client this week who last week she did this work, this journaling work. And she's like, you know, I really you know, she's a single mom with two kids. And she's like, I really need to create a schedule where I can be at home for my kids. I'm not willing to give that up 
for the times that I have them. I totally understand. This week she comes in and she's like, what do you think about XYZ lead generation, you know, paid lead source thing, right? And I'm like, tell me more about it. Tell me, you know, why you're attracted to it. Now tell me, um, what does that do to your expenses? Do we need to redo your your budget plan, like the entire expense plan to incorporate that expense in? And if we did, what do you think that's going to look like? She's like, I'm going to have to do double the work. Okay, so if you have to do double the work, is that going to give you the life that you wanted to have that you started to create this plan for in the first place to have the time with your kids, right? Like, let's not go chase the shiny object if it's not in alignment with what we really want to do, you know? So like, you, you can create boundaries. You know, my voicemail now says like, if you if you reached me after 7 p.m. or on a Sunday or on a holiday, I will return your call the next business day. Like mm-hmm. I need to be here at home with my family. Like I need to be present with my son, right? I went through a divorce last year. So I'm back to being a single mom. I need to be present. Sundays are football days with my kid. Like, you know, I mean, we, not to mention, I need to be reset and refueled to show up my fullest self for all of my clients, you know, not to mention for my son and for myself, right? So yeah, my friends know like, they know I'm a calendar person, you know, I tell them, I'm like, yeah, let me know if you want to get together last minute. That's fine. If I'm available, I will let you know because I purposefully block out nights out of my calendar so that I have room to be able to say yes to last minute things. But I also block out nights specifically to make sure that I'm also home. My son is a teenager. So he also likes to leave and go out with his friends too. (laughs) But I'd like to make sure that I'm available if that's what he wants, right? So there is a way to be able to say like, well, you know, like I don't want to be so structured and so like stuck into my calendar. Like, okay, fine. All we need to do then is plan your top priorities. If you don't have three different things going on, like some of us do, you know, like where you have multiple top priorities, you know, like that's fine. Like if you have a one lane, we put the top priority on your calendar and now you have the rest of the day and evening to do whatever. Like not everybody's goals are are the same. Not everybody's trajectory is the same and that's okay. We just can be very purposeful about how we schedule that, how we plan it to be able to get you to where you want to be, to where you want to go. You know, whether that's, you know, buying a boat, buying a house, going to Europe, you know, growing a business, hitting X amount of goal, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. And I love that you say that because I think by you explaining it that way, that's when systems become sexy, right? Um, Because even with my clients, I was talking to them last week and I said, you know, what is, what is the picture? And I said, like 12 months time, like say we're in the perfect place and you know, you're bringing your dreams to life. What does that look like? You know, and a lot of them are like, I'm on a beach or I'm by the pool. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so when it comes to your business side of things, what do you want? Oh, well, I want 20 clients and this and this and this. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And so how does that relate into this dream that you want? Oh, well, I'll be on my computer by the pool. Does that, is that fun to you? Like, do you want to be staring at a computer in like, at, at the pool and never actually experiencing the pool. Like you're, are you going to be in the pool while you're doing this? <laughs> and it, like all of a sudden they start seeing like, Oh, like, how am I going to change this? And one of the big things like with my clients is I'm like, like the goal that you desire, like we need to start creating the business 
today around that. Like my big thing is like, we create the business around our life, not our life around our business. And it's like, okay, so if this is the life you want to live, how does your schedule look? You know, it's my one client. She loves to travel. She said, you know, her perfect day is being able to go sightseeing and all these kinds of things. And I'm like, okay, great. How do we bring in, you know, the business side of things. So that aligns with you right now. And she's like, well, you know, I find myself like, as soon as I get off work, I'm stuck in front of my computer. Like I'm barely like eating properly. And it's like, okay, so, you know, how can we shift, adjust and change that? And for me being a projector, especially like a new mom, I had to really sit down with my business and be like, I don't want to be in front of my computer for like 10 hours a day talking to people. I love talking to people, but for me, it's like, I'd rather take on less private clients and maybe do a group program or, and have a personalized component, or I really love Voxer. And so being able to work that backwards. And I also love that you said the money thing. I think so many people in business and especially in the coaching space, they see all these people hitting like million dollars. They are having like half a million to a million dollar months. And they're just like, I want that. And it's like, cool. So that's what you want. But why? Like, what are you like? What is the reason? Like, what are you trying to create with that money? Like, are you just like, want a big, huge bank account? (laughs) Yeah. I think that it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, what other people are doing around us. And you know, we, we were having a conversation about this too, around alignment and how, if you are doing something because you see somebody else doing it and it's working for them, it's successful for them. And you feel like, okay, well, if that's working, like I should do that too. Right. Or I should have five digit, six figure, you know, five figure or six figure months off of my podcast or every single month off of my coaching group. Right. Like just because you're seeing that, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you quote unquote should be doing or should have, right? Like, can you get there? First of all, let's not judge our chapter one on somebody else's chapter five or 15, right? And on top of that, should starts to bring in shame often, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then we start thinking like, well, we're not getting the same results. Well, you don't know what results you're actually, what they're getting either. Like, unless, you know, you're in in their account and their profit and loss statements, like you don't know what they're actually getting or what they're spending to get that, right? Multiple pieces to that, right? But it's that should aspect. Like, I think I should be able to travel because I see so many people on Instagram and influencers doing that, right? Like, and it's funny because you said, you know, I want to be by the pool. And, you know, for some people, Brittany, like they might be like, yeah, I don't even like getting in the pool. I just want to be able to sit there. Like, I'll tell you, I, I want to work where I can, see and hear the ocean, right? Like that, that is literally a goal of mine to be able to travel at least six months or so out of the year, which is why I'm starting to diversify some of my business so that I'm not tied just to a local market, right? Because that is something that I want to do in three to five years. My son is a junior in high school. He's going to be graduating very soon. And I'm going to be in a young empty nester, (laughs) right? And so it's like, okay, cool. Now I can go out and experience things too, because I've been a caretaker like my entire adult years, all of my adult years so far. And so, yeah, there are things that I want to go do. So now it's like, okay, well, if that's what I want in three years or so, I need to be able to work that backwards some. And soon I I will be integrating like 
let me go try this small vacation and see if I can hold myself accountable with some self-discipline to doing that work. Because what I know about myself is that when I'm at a beach, that is my most peaceful place. Like I, I purposefully plan in October of each year, I go to the beach um, and I, I'll go by myself for a whole weekend and I have my agenda set for the planning that I need to do for my business and for my goals for the following year. I get really clear on it. And what happens when I'm in that peaceful place, like for some people, it might be the mountains. For some people, it might be a hotel in the city. Like, doesn't matter, right? It, you know, if, if you can't afford any of those things, it can literally be your back porch or in your home. It doesn't matter, right? But getting into that place where I can get in alignment with what feels right, take time to try things on, to sit with it, to journal on it, to see what comes up and really work on creating my business plan and my strategy behind how I'm going to achieve that. What happens is I create this roadmap for myself that when I come back and, and this quite frankly happened last month that I, you know, I, I had these ideas on these strategies and what I found myself saying out loud was like, I am literally saying the same thing in all of these ideas. And I'm just like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it this way. And I'm going to offer it this way and that way. And that way I'm like, this is not setting me up for what I want in three years. Like I need simplicity. So we need to like just package this all as one with different levels, right? Different entry mm-hmm. levels, you know, where I'm doing the same thing. It's just that you have the, the consumer has a way to come in and invite in them invite them into the environment at different entry levels, right? So I had to say to myself, is this in alignment? And now when I come back, like if I find myself kind of like, what what do I need to put on my calendar this week to push myself to those goals? I can go right back to that roadmap and I am crystal freaking clear. Like it's no longer like a, oh, I don't know what I need to do. It, it's reinvigorated because I was in my most aligned self in that space. I tuned out all the other things. I wasn't looking on social media. I wasn't Mm -hmm. looking at what other people are doing. I wasn't in a should space. I was in the space that is, what does Jamie want? What is it going to do to meet her goals? And how is it going to make me feel when I've done it my way? Right. I mean, does it creep in for all of us? Absolutely. Like this is a journey. None of us have fully mastered it. We're not like, you know, impenetrable. We see things and I'm like, damn good girl, like good for you. Like, I'm glad that you have in that month this month, you know, or I'm glad that you can put things out there in that way and attract clients. It's like, and at the same time, I also recognize like, I don't know everything about your backstory. I don't know like what your skills are, what your past work experience is, like who you're connected to, how big your sphere is. Like, I don't know all of these things. So I need to stop thinking, I need to stop judging my insides based on your outsides. Cause I don't know you. I'm seeing the highlight reel on social, right? So I think that that is, you know, when you, when you can get clarity, you know, on what you truly want, um, because if you want to work by the pool and never get in it, like if that's what you want, cool, sister, let's do it, right? Like let's put the plan mm-hmm. in place to do that, you know? But if you want to be by the pool and really like be able to be present in it, then we need to create a little bit of a different plan. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that, you know, with my clients that I have to get into with them, it's like, you see all these other people doing this stuff online. Like you said, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. You don't know what they're investing behind the scenes. Um, A client that I was talking to yesterday, she was like, 
you know what, Brittany, like I need to grow an email list and I need to, um, she's like, I need to like, you know, put ads on Facebook. And she's like all these things. This woman has over a hundred thousand people following her on Instagram. And I'm like, can you maybe like utilize that platform? Like I asked her, I said, so why do you need an email list? She's like, well, I watched this Amy Porterfield, Porterfield thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And so I said, do you know why you need an email list? Cause she, she said, you need one. Uh-huh. Okay. And <laughs> I said like these, there's these people who are trying to like, look at what everyone else is doing, utilizing their systems. And they don't even know why they're doing it. They're just doing it because everybody else is doing it. And it's like, you know, the things I love to talk about is like, let's do things your way. Like what feels aligned to you? What feels good? Let's move from a place of like heart centered, um, you know, for me, very talkative. I cannot be one of those people who, you know, does pre-sale prices and then like, you know, like pre-pre-sale prices. And then like the next sale, like to me, it's like, if I'm going to do a sale, it's like, it's because it feels super exciting, super aligned. And then it's going like back to regular price or it is regular price because I don't know, like I'm too, like I'm willy nilly. I'm too much of a willy nilly person to go and be like, it ends at midnight. Like I've forgotten about it and it's probably going to end at like midnight three days from now (laughs) because I'm one of those people I've tried so many times to like, you know, create that schedule for myself. And I just, I can't do it. Um, Like, it's not that I can't do it. I just, I never end up following it. And so for me, it's going back to, okay, so if I'm struggling to follow this, like what is going to work for me to still make sure that I get all this shit done, you know, that it still feels really good. And it, you know, it's, you know, there's some people who they're like, you know, six o'clock, my business day is done. Like I will not respond to on Voxer. I'm a night person. I'm like, I will respond to you if I'm available Saturday, Sunday, you know, it's possible I'll respond to you. I'm not going to like completely block myself off from it, but don't expect it, you know? Yeah. I think that that's important because you, you said, you know, they don't know why, right? So if she had come back and said like, well, because, you know, Instagram could change the algorithm and I need a way to be able to directly communicate with them, whether they open the email or not. Like, I want to make sure that I can get it in there. Like if she was super excited about it and she knew exactly why she wanted to do it. And here's what I think I'm going to do to be able to do that. Like, fantastic. Right. But if we're doing it just because we think we should. And and here's why a lot of people do that is because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if we've not done something or we see somebody else doing it in a way that we want to be, do, or have what they are doing, then we just think like, okay, well, that's the model. That's the system. I need to do their system. I see this in real estate all the time with agents. Right. And I love coaching newer agents. I love it. I've done it for the entire time I've been in real estate, oddly. And a lot of that's because I've been in sales. I've trained, you know, reps whenever I was in the medical industry. And so teaching them, you know, that the sales is sales, right? You just learn a different lingo depending on the industry, Mm -hmm. um, essentially. Right. So with these agents, what I would tell them, you know, cause they'll come to me and they'll be like, can I have like the flyers that you use, you know, for your expired listings? I'm like, yeah, you can have them. Right. Here you go. Because the thing with done for you stuff, right. Is 
if you don't know the reason behind it, or if you are not connecting, I like to call it cross-pollinating, right? If you're not cross-pollinating your messaging to where they're all interconnected, like you could do the same thing on paper that I am doing, but you're not doing it with the same intention or messaging, right? So like you can have these flyers, but if you're not really clear that when I'm on the phone with somebody and I've introduced myself and I'm adding them into my database so that I can long-term nurture them. And I say to them, you know, like, by the way, if I could ever be a resource for you, you know, I've got a whole list of vendors. If you ever need any home repairs, reach out to me. I can help you with landscapers, plumbers, electricians, painters, all the things, right? And then I send them an email that follows up with that, right? Here's my email. If you ever need any, blah, 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 blah. Again, so now they remember that email is from Jamie, who I just talked to on the phone. Then I send them a handwritten thank you card. And I mention it in a very brief way then. And then a week later, I send them a flyer that is literally called real estate services flyers. It's like, I can help you with more than just buying or selling or investing in a home. I can help connect you to accountants, blah, 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 right? That's four different ways that I have said the same thing just so that I can put a little bit more mind share in your head about who I am so that you can remember that I'm in real estate. When you need real estate, this is who she is. So I purposely connected a very small little thing out of contribution that is not even about buying or selling a home, but that helps you remember me for more than just real estate needs. It's your home needs, right? So if you want to go buy my flyer, yeah, go buy the template on my website, download it today, fantastic. But if you don't know the rest of the system, is it going to necessarily work for you? Shoot, you may download the flyer and put it into your own system in another way and it worked far better than I ever used it, right? So like, it's a matter of how do we interconnect these things? Because that, I mean, here's the thing. Is it, there will always be a need for done for you services. There will always be a need for it. There are some people that are just not savvy with, content creation. They're not savvy with, you know, Canva. Um, they want to plug and play. Some people don't even want the pl plug and play. Just do it for me. Literally put my name and photo on there and, you know, send it to me as a PDF and I'll just use it. Right. It's not their forte. That's cool. That's what's the beautiful thing about humans is that we all have different natural skills. Right. But when we are trying to integrate somebody else's natural skill, into the way that we sell or the way that we connect with people, the way that we build relationships, the way that we plan our day or our week or our goals, like we won't be able to find the truest level of potential until we can start working from within, until we can start to recognize, like, I mean, I, I remember I'd said to you, I was like, um, the only podcast time I see is like 3 a.m. That must be a mistake, right? <laughs> no. I'm like, girl, there is no way you're getting anything good out of me at 3 a.m. Like it's going to be like the stereo, right? So, you know, like but finding out what works for you and then creating a methodology around that where you can still remain on track with your goals, right? Like life happens. You know, I mean, my ex-husband was in the hospital for three weeks last year. Um, we we separated about a month later. Um, I had just grown a team. I had hired two new people the month prior to him going into um, the hospital. And then about a month and a half after we separated, one of my team members left. You know, business was booming in real estate. It was insanity, right? I mean, going now shifting to getting the kid back and forth to football, all of the things, right? Life happens and we do have to pivot. But if mm -hmm. we can't like have an inner reflective moment about 
what does work, what resonates well. When I try this on, how does it make me feel? Does that feel natural for me? Does that feel like a messaging? Would I buy in that way? Would I be attracted to that form of selling? Like if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be trying it, right? <laughs> because you need to attract people that are going to like and want to work with you because of who you are, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, again, like my level of color-coded schedule and calendar, you know, if Brittany looked at my calendar and it was color-coded and it's jam-packed and I guarantee you it's both of those things, you know, like, you, Brittany might look at it and say, no way. Like I can't box myself into this time frame, right? Like I can't just say that I'm going to go from here to here to here, you know, back to back to back or whatever. Right. Like, but I'll tell you, if it's not on my calendar, I'm going to forget about it. I mean, I've, I've forgotten to go to comedy shows with my girlfriends because nobody sent me a calendar drop. I mean, I had bought the ticket and everything, but it wasn't on there. I almost, I thought I'd forgotten the Elton John last tour. I literally, for the very first time in my entire life, forgot a client meeting last week. And she <laughs> called me 30 minutes beforehand. And I, I admitted it, you know, I told her, I was like, I am so sorry, you know? And the truth of the matter is, is it wasn't in my calendar, mm -hmm. you know, like, so for me, you know, I have so many different ideas and things that I'm working on, not to mention people that, you know, reach out to me. So if it's not there, I'm not organized, right? Like that is my system for helping keep me organized and structured and focused with ADHD too, to be like, what am I supposed to be working on today? Like I need a roadmap, right? So for folks that need that, like Yep, I can help you put a purposeful plan in place. And at the same time, like I can also help hold up a mirror to say, is this in alignment with what your true goal is? You know, every time, Brittany, that we try to box you into only two hour time frames here and here, I'm I'm hearing you feeling really frustrated. You know, does that resonate? Tell me a little bit about that. How is that feeling? Right. Like, is there anything else that would feel more ideal for you? right? Like we can start to self-discover and then create the plan around that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, my boyfriend is totally one of those people. I can say something to him and be like, I have this on this day, blah, blah, blah. I forget that I even said it to him. And he just remembers, like, I'll like say to him, Oh, don't forget this. And he's like, yeah, I know. And like, then, you know, he'll tell me something and he'll be like, well, I told you like, 500 months ago, it feels like, and I'm like, but really it's like, he told me the day before and I'm like, I don't remember. It's not in my calendar. Cause I'm one of those calendar people too. But for me, it's like, I'll look at the brief overview of the calendar, but usually I'm like in bed the night before. And I'm like, what do I have going on tomorrow? And so I do have a calendar, but when it comes to scheduling, like, like scheduling my business, like when I go and get my lashes done, it's like, okay, I plan that in. It's in the calendar, you know, my massage it's in the calendar, but you know, podcasts Wednesdays, I record on Wednesdays and, or on a very early in the morning, every now and then, <laughs> depending where the person is in the world. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where I'll do that. But on the other side of things, when it comes to my private clients, I prefer those to be like, what does your schedule look like? Let's, I still put it into the schedule, but I don't like to be tethered to on Tuesdays between this time and this time I have like, you know, that's when I'm working because I like 
freedom, right? Like I said, like I like the freedom to um, be able to tell my boyfriend, he look, he asks me, do you have anything going on today? And I'm like, I don't have anything to, like today or tomorrow or whatever it is. Go do your thing. Now it's in my calendar versus now I have like, I, I feel restricted. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and because that's what happens is, you know, if you've got your hands on too many things and you still value freedom of time and flexibility throughout your day, but yet you have all of these different things that you want to work towards. Like, this is what I tell people. I'm like, how do we know when we are over flooding ourselves with tasks and activities to get us to that goal within that time frame? Is this time frame realistic for you to also have fulfillment in the other areas of your life that you also desire? Because if we need to stretch this out, you know, X months or, you know, for some people it might be a year or two years, right? Like that's fine because we want to paint a picture, you know, that it's going to incorporate all of that. You know, I have to do college tours, you know, this coming year, you know, over the next year. And I say to my son, like, we need to start putting, I need the list. Like, where are we going to go? And he's like, oh yeah, like we can think about it after Christmas. I'm like, no, like we need to think about it now because, you know, spring break is coming up. Like, you know, if we've we've got five different schools, like we need to see like, what can we do where we can double up, right? Like he's got a school Mm -hmm. that he's interested in in California. Well, I've got a work conference in California. So it's like, "Hmm." and it just so happens to be on a weekend that he has two days out of school. So it's like, okay, now we can double up right? Mm-hmm. We might spend an extra day or two there. So we have a day of freedom and fun to explore and a day to go half a day to go do a college tour, right? But like, if we don't plan that in advance, and I don't know which months look way busier, and I'm overwhelmed, and then I'm so drained that I'm not showing up halfway for even any of my goals, right? So I mean, there's definitely a way for us to like work in that, that freedom and that flexibility. It's just everything is a counterbalance, Right. Like mm-hmm. it's we we put more time into, you know, passion projects or work projects. We put more time into family sometimes when life things happen. You know, it's everything is a counterbalance. And so and if we're not putting together a, a purposeful vision and clear goals and a very like strategic plan and system, how are we going to be able to see that? that's when the overwhelm starts to creep in, right? So it's like we can create clarity and consistency and and structure and focus and reduce overwhelm when we are able to like look at the whole picture and reverse it backwards. And there are ways that we can do that in small steps, you know? I mean, like what I can do in two and a half days by myself at the beach, like that's two and a half days of like full focus. And I'm talking like from 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning to like 6 30, 7 o'clock in the evening, right? Like full focus. What I can do in two and a half days, like some people would be like, hell no, I cannot do that in three <laughs> days. It's too much. Cool. That's why we have, you know, coaching programs that we can put you into. And it's drawn out over time to give you time to look at it. I've been doing it multiple times. If this is your first time, obviously it's going to be a little bit harder, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so, and we can work through it together. Right. So, I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing because I I do believe that if somebody wants something, if it's that important to them and if they want it bad enough and they're determined to have it, and, and this is not just for people who are entrepreneurial, you know, or who, who run a business, it's, it's really anything, you know, if you want to go buy a house or if you want to, you know, travel to Europe for the first time, you want to plan for your dream wedding, like whatever it is, you know, that you are determined to have, like there is a way that we can make it achievable and realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
you know, as you were sharing about the travel and stuff, I'm that kind of person where I often don't, when I travel, I don't have a whole bunch of time. And so I plan my trips like way in advance in regards to like, I did New York in 48 hours. And the only thing I never ended up like doing that I wanted to do was I never saw a show on Broadway. And that was simply because I never planned that in advance. But like, I'm that person who it's like, I sit down and I'm like, okay, make a list of like, where are all the places that I want to go? Okay, well, what time are they open at? Um, wh- what is close together? What's the map look like? What's my most efficient route? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I got to do all the things. And it was so funny because my boyfriend and I went to Seattle and I was doing all that. And he ended up, I wanted to go to all the different Starbucks because coffee is like my thing. And I ended up sitting in this like it was cute like this bar and stuff but like the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at my clock and I'm like it closes like right away and he's just so like when it comes to it's so funny because when it comes to travel he's more of a free spirit but when it comes to our schedule at home like we're just the total opposite when it comes to that kind of thing and so it's it's really interesting seeing us like operate in those different ways. Cause I very much am like when I travel, I want to grab a coffee at a cafe and let's keep going. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I yeah, want to see you and I, we could be travel things. buddies. <laughs> yeah. We could be travel buddies. I went to, I had to pivot and went to Europe, uh, Italy, uh, the first week of January on my own by myself. Um, I was supposed to go to Mexico with a girlfriend that trip got canceled. Uh, I pivoted to Amsterdam, tr- booked the trip, uh, the flight and the hotel three weeks prior, which is so not a Jamie thing to do. <laughs> and then I was supposed to fly it on a Wednesday. And on Saturday, I found out that they were in total lockdown with riots happening in Amsterdam. And I'm like, I was already sacrificing, but I was committed. I was determined as. You can swear on here. Yeah, <laughs> I was determined as fuck. <laughs> To get to somewhere that week, right? Because my ex had already agreed to keep my son for the whole week. And it's like, I never get to do this. And I was already excited about proving to myself that I could, that I could travel on my own, that I could get out there and do something that I really wanted to do. And especially now that I had to pivot last minute, like I can be that, you know, spontaneous person and I can still do it in my way. Girl, I saw everything I wanted to see except for the Sistine Chapel and that was only because they closed it because there was a a bat an important baptism happening the next day but I mean I saw everything in Italy I mean I literally spent 24 hours in Florence 48 hours in Rome went down to Positano for a night and then flew back up to Milan and then flew home I and I saw everything I wanted to see in those cities and my little feet and knees like hurt like crazy by the end of the whole thing. But I was just like, go, 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 go. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm like, I want to make the most of it because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back here. Right. So I'm like really detailed with that too, but don't get me wrong. When other people are with me, I purposefully plan (laughs) for downtime. Here is a day or a half day. If like, we want to hang out at the resort or if we want it, like just whatever, like, I plan for that. Like I plan to be able to go with the flow on certain days, right? Like, and not a single time have I ever come back from a trip and somebody's been like, man, you just planned too much for us. We just didn't see enough or we saw too many things. Like everybody's always been really like 
Hell yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm a value shopper too. Like I will do like for on a budget, like you tell me, you tell me the things that you want to see. I will make the most efficient route. Like you were saying, like, <laughs> I, I'm the same way we could travel together, except I don't know that I'm going to go to every Starbucks with you, but <laughs> well, it's not every Starbucks. It was just because it was Seattle. Right. So, I mean, that's where Starbucks headquarters is and like all that kind of stuff. The only thing that I like, um, cause I used to be one of those things, like, you know, I'd go shopping and want all the knickknacks, uh, the only like the main thing I want now is I want a Starbucks cup The it's like the you were here cups because you can only get that in that location. So um, and like the original Starbucks was in Seattle and that kind of thing. But, you know, that's a big thing for me is I don't necessarily like to travel with people because they're, you know, too with the flow. And I mean, yeah, like, you know, I could definitely schedule that stuff in. And we did like, you know, we went to his game and. Um, we went to a baseball game and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, like, I mean, with, when I did New York, um, I think I walked over 26 miles in 48 hours and same with me, like my little feet were just like, Oh my God. And I got to my hotel room and I just kind of laid on the bed for a moment with my shoes on. And I woke up the next day and I was like, <laughs> still with my shoes on. And I'm just like, oh, so that's how I felt last night. And like, people are like trying to text me and they're like, are you okay? I haven't heard from you. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like I said, I, I was trying to prove to myself that I could do this thing because, you know, the language in my environment prior to my divorce was, we can't do anything spontaneous. Like you have to have all the details. You have to have everything planned out. You know, we can't, we can't, you have to, you have to, you are, you are. And I just like, one day I was just like, I don't really think that that's who I am. You know, like I've said multiple times, like you just tell me where to be and like what shoes to pack, like what temperature of clothing to be prepared for. And as long as I know Caleb is, you know, taken care of somewhere, like I I'm fine. Like we'll do whatever. Right. And I had to prove to myself that that was not my deep, like that I, I hadn't turned into that person. So that's why I was so excited about Italy. And so I was like, yeah, like I'm going to do this because I just booked it, you know, last minute. And I am like going to tell myself, like, I can do this without being overwhelmed and make the most of it and all the things like I'm excited to see what this can teach me about myself. And then I arrive in Milan and my luggage doesn't arrive with me. And I'm like, I see you universe. You're like, okay, you want to see what you can learn about yourself? let's challenge that. Let's throw this in there too. Right. Which, you know what? The universe was looking out for me because I had a 45 pound bag and my first B&B in Florence had no elevator. I would have had to carry it up almost eight flights of stairs. My second B&B in Rome had an elevator, but it was being serviced when I arrived. So I wouldn't have been able to carry it up those stairs either. Um, and it finally arrived after the elevator was fixed. It arrived the the night before I was leaving Rome. And so I had it, you know, so I also learned from that, that I do not need to pack nearly as much as what I used to. And I have drastically simplified and reduced that way too. So it really did teach me a whole lot about myself. But again, like I still, I mean, I still planned that. I mean, I just booked a trip for Christmas for my son and I for um, a long weekend. And I know that he can't do that, right? I know that he can't walk 26 miles in 48 hours. Mm -hmm. um, I know that he can't. He has a, he has a bone 
condition it, either way. But um, even if he didn't, I just don't think that he could, right? He would be a teenager and be like, oh, right? But still, I've packed in like three big, you know, three good things each day that are spaced out to give us time, however we need to get there, you know, but it's still like, let's see your top favorite things while we're there and make the most of it. Um, so, I mean, it's about catering to you know, there's compromise and everything. There's communication when other people are involved. Like, what do you want to see? This is what I want to see. This is what I want the trip to look like. You know, again, like it's, you know, some people are like, I don't want to plan ever, you know, and there are some trips that I plan that I say straight up to myself, like there's one thing that I I've booked for the whole week, but I don't want to do anything else. Right. And so that's my plan. It's like, this is a relaxing trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I like about when we go to Mexico, we often go to the same place when it comes to Mexico. And that's kind of our place where we can just like be willy nilly. But I do find when I, when I head into the States, I like choose the cities that are like, there's lots to see there. And I'm like, bring it on but I'm often alone. It's usually cause like I'm at a Tony Robbins event or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to see all the things. Yeah. I think that that's, I like to see, I just really love to travel. Right. So for me, I used <laughs> to say once, once upon a time, I said, I will never go to the same place twice because the world is too big. Um, and then I went to Italy and now I'm like, I think I need to live here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah again though it's a matter of like if you're determined to see everything as much as you can you're gonna find a way you'll pack it in like you mm-hmm. might give up you know spending three hours looking at the statue of david right but like if art's not my thing and i just want to like see it and like walk quickly through it like i'm like what's the average amount of time that we're gonna spend that is normally spent in the museum. Like, and you say two and a half hours, I'm like, cool, I'll be done in like 45 minutes, I'm sure. You know, like, cause I know it's not my thing. I just want to put it on my list. I want to see it while I'm there, you know, like, but it's a matter of like, if I want to see all of these things, like I will figure out a way, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's kind of like, you know, the the mantra of all my things is, um, as a matter of fact, I have a tattoo, you know, that's like a Viking symbol for where there is a will, there is a way, right? And mm-hmm it's fascinating because I did that, you know, about seven years ago. And, um, then, you know, to, to go from that before moving here to Charlotte and then, you know, now to be, you know, the host of a podcast called determine AF, you know, it's just, it, it was always there. It just wasn't always at the forefront for me. Um, and so now it's a matter of like, you know, I, I want to meet people where they are and where their skills are, you know, and remind all of us, you know, myself included is that, the way that other people want to do things, if they want to show up and not have a plan at all, like that's their plan. And I need to accept that. Right. Like, and then I need to communicate my needs and desires out of it and create my boundaries to say like, that's cool. If you don't want it, if you don't want to go like, but this is really important to me that I see X, Y, Z. And if that's too much for you, that's fine. Like we can split off and go separate ways, you know, or, you know, I'll meet up with you wherever. Right. Like it's, we can do things differently and yet still have a good time and accept people for how they do things. You know, it's just a matter of communication whenever there's two people involved. Right. But like when it comes to your own goals, like 
it's just some awareness, right? It, that's where the key is, is starting with awareness for what is important to you, what feels in alignment to you, um, what are you willing to compromise on, you know, for a counterbalance to this, and what are we willing to do in what time frame? And let's, you know, we can put together an action plan. And and here's the other piece of this, right? Is these are models, right? We're allowed to be flexible right? Mm-hmm. We're allowed to change our mind. We're allowed to pivot. We're allowed to change direction. This is a roadmap, right? You can get to, you know, Susie's house probably by taking a couple different routes. You know, if you take a left, you're not falling off the face of the earth, right? So there's a different route that we can get there. And it's okay if you end up doing a full U-turn, right? If you need to, if you go around the block more than once, you know, it's, this is a roadmap. And I think that flexibility is important as well as like, you know, just some self grace, you know, just giving ourselves some, some space and, um, you know, just not sitting in the self judgment or the shame or the should that should, the word should, that's been a real big one for me. Should all over yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, anytime I hear it, I'm like, I pause like in my head, even if other people aren't like noticing, I'm like, "Mm, is that related to shame? Like, is that coming up with like self-judgment, right? Is there Mm self-judgment in that? Um, because that's, that's a, that's a tough rabbit hole. Right. And it really holds us back. Yeah. And you know, I see a lot of people who, I mean, we talked about this earlier where they are looking at what everyone else is doing, the way they're selling, they're purchasing programs. And sometimes one of the things I see coaches do is they really don't know why they're so successful and they're trying to teach their way and thinking that it's something that everyone should be doing, you know, should, and they, they think everyone should be doing it. They think that that's, you know, their way is going to work for everyone when the reality is, is we need to figure out a way that works for each individual person. And that's one of the things I love talking to my clients about is like, you know, like I said, like, well, why does that work for this person? Why does that work for this? Let's create, you know, that for you, but in a different way. And, you know, if something is working for you, but you would like to try something different, can we maybe not scrap what was working completely (laughs) while we're trying this other thing out? Cause I watched myself do that last year. Um, you know, I didn't want to do sales calls anymore because of the, like, I was really good at them, but I didn't like doing them. And it's like, okay, well, what do you enjoy about them? What didn't you enjoy? But I ended up getting a coach who, you know, was very much focused on like the way she sells, but like, I almost think that she doesn't know why she's so successful and how to really show someone the behind the scenes. It's like, she, it's really easy for her to be able to just put out an offer on Instagram or on her email list. And it sounds fun and exciting to her, but she doesn't go into like, but the fact is that the reason I can do this is because I have this audience who is already like hanging off this like seat of their chair being like, what is she putting out next? And so for me, it's like, I had an audience, but it wasn't the way that I normally sold. So it was like, I was going through this whole transition and she's like, you don't want to do sales calls. You don't have to. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, cool. So I like cut them out and didn't have like, well, what is my next steps? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, I can put as many offers out there as I want, but if I don't have an audience and I don't feel aligned with the way that I'm connecting with people, 
nobody's listening. Yeah. And it's fascinating because like when it comes to real estate, like I've, well, every sales position that I had been in, no matter the industry, uh, I had to build, um, build my database from cold call. Right. So like they were all cold leads, no matter what industry I was in. Um, and so obviously like there comes a time where that starts to feel a little burnt out. Um, you know, and some people would say, okay, well now you need to just like focus on your sphere. You know, you just really need to focus on those people that, you know, really, you know, close knit next to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go through them um, in 45 minutes. <laughs> I can't do that every single day. You know, when the fact is, is like, I'm good with the long-term nurture, right? So same thing, like as I'm shifting with, you know, adding in other diverse business um, segments, right? So my coach will say like, okay, but where, how do we find like the right now? And it's like, but here's the thing is like, I put my plan in place to permit for the long-term nurture because mm -hmm. I know I'm good at a long-term nurture, right? All of my business has been built by long-term nurtures, right? And it's fascinating because I, like I said, I do coach a lot of real estate agents and there's, there's so many different ways that you can lead generate in real estate. Um, and there's so many different shiny objects and people are doing really, really well at them. I could teach you the steps that you need to do to go do an open house. I can do an open house. I can convert from an open house. I do not like doing an open house. Like <laughs> I dread every bit of like, Oh, I got to go sit for two hours at this house. Like I just, <laughs> I don't want to follow up with everybody afterwards. So then I'm, my conversion rate starts to drop. My per hour rate starts to drop. My amount of time that I've spent away from the things that I really wanted to be doing, you know, my mindset around it. Right. So I tell people, I'm like, if that's not what you enjoy doing, then let's not go do it. You know, I had an agent yesterday who, you know, she's, she wants to start in on this other thing. And I'm like, where has the majority of your business come from, you know, and she wants to sit, she wants to be at home or be with her kids more. And she's like, well, you know, two of them, you know, I met in Home Depot, um, you know, one, I was at the park with my kids and I'm like, what I'm hearing from her is like, when I held up the mirror and was like, you were literally finding your clients in the unconventional ways that are not the open houses, expires for sale by owners. Like you don't have to go do it that way. Here's the thing, everybody, right? A, a system um, or a model is just that. It's a model. You are allowed to tweak it. Find the pieces that work for you. I can almost guarantee you that every coach out there has done this in their way too, right? It's, we were coached in a certain way by this person. And then maybe this person, and we went to this training and then that training, and we found something that worked really well for us that resonated. And the thing is, is that there's more like the more people out there like us that could learn that way. You know, there are people, like we said earlier, there are people that need to do it for you. There are some people that I need to be able to come into it myself, right? Like I know where to go to be taught and trained on something, but I need a coach that holds up a reflection for me and allows me to come to the answer myself, right? Some people want more training. They're not yet skilled in the self-reflection and the awareness aspect. And at, you know, even if I'm heavier in training, you know, you still bring in that coaching to help teach them to problem solve on their own, to come into that realization, right? But like all of these different systems and models, like if somebody wants to pivot and they want to remove cold calls, like, okay, let's try this other model and try it on, but let's not totally ditch what we know is working <laughs> so that we can keep business coming in and a, in, in a income coming in, right? Unless you're just super fortunate and you can just say, forget it all and just 
put your hands up and let's try something else new. Right. Um, but yeah, you need to be able to integrate and try it on long enough and tweak certain things long enough that you are being intentional about monitoring, right? Like if we're not paying attention to what we're doing, how the heck are we going to know what's working or what's not, you know, like mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like, you have, like, that's your system. Like you you're telling me that you don't have a system, but that is your system. I'm hearing you right now. Like this is your system. So let's look for the gaps in it. You know, like how can we improve that? How can we make this duplicatable? How can we make it scalable? Right. If that's what you want for your business. So yeah, I think that that was, you know, trying it on and not giving, not giving up the uh, things that work, you know, I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's being able to also see, okay, this was working for me. I want to try this. And it's like, maybe that new thing you're trying, you don't want to try all of it, or it doesn't all work for you, but maybe there's pieces of it and pieces of the other thing that work that now you get to, like we've said, like you get to create your own way of doing things. But also what really is exciting about that is that when you work with someone now, you're like, Hey, I've tried this. I've tried this. Like, why don't we, you know, and it means that we can help even more people create their own way. Cause it's like, I've tried all of these things, all these different ways. So I know how to do it, but I'm telling you, I, like, it doesn't work for me, but it can definitely work for you. Right. Um, and you know, it's even like with my podcast, one of the things is I've looked at, like, when I look at, you know, how many views were on each episode, like there's a trend as to what my audience is very interested in. And I mean, I'm a firm believer in energetics and that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, because when I talk about that, I'm like, oh my God, like, let's talk more about this versus, you know, there's other things that I'm just like, eh, like there's a reason people aren't super connected with that. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that goes back to that authenticity and that alignment, right? You know, people want to, um, actually I know that you know who this is Kathy Heller right um mm -hmm. said in a recent episode she was sharing about a story about a couple you know that had um a podcast and she said the things that go viral are the things that make people feel like they're not alone right and so what what does that is you know true connection comes from vulnerability and what we don't realize is that when our energy is showing up and the things that we're truly lit up about like that is a form of vulnerability we're letting ourselves shine, you know, like, uh, you're seeing behind the curtains because now you see like what I get excited about. Right. And so people are drawn into that, right. That energy is magnetic. We're going to attract, you know, similar frequencies with other people that are looking for that. And that are, you know, want more of it that want to stay in that space. That's what's so great about podcasts, right? People want to stay in that space and hear more of it. And, you know, for, you know, folks like myself and you, like, you know, we get fulfilled with that, right? This, it brings me joy. I get off. I feel energized when I get done with an episode, whether I'm a guest or I have a guest or I just record solo, it doesn't matter. Like I feel energized by that. And I've come to trust my body to say like this, feeling of energy, like whether it is the thing that brings in my most income or not, like this is something I want to keep doing because I feel fulfilled. Like I feel like that is going to flood over in all of the other areas of my life and will shine more and will attract more abundance into my world. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big thing for me. It's like, okay, so I love the podcast. Well, what are other ways that, you know, are similar to the podcast that, you know, I get to do those things and get to show up my way, you know, my client who has a hundred thousand followers, 
I asked her like when she was like so set in like, Brittany, I'm not techie. I need to do this. I need to do this. It's like she's jumping so many steps forward. And I'm like, can we just own your authority? And so I asked her, I said, what are the things that you love to spend your money on? And she's like, truthfully, she's like, when it comes to programs and teaching and that kind of thing, she's like, that's not necessarily something I invest a lot of my money in and like high ticket. She's like, but my clothes and you know, my vehicle. And I said, okay, so you really love the high-end lifestyle. I said, which makes sense because the women that you work with are women who husbands are wealthy, but they want to be able to become independent on their own. So what is going to draw them in? Well, share with them like, you know, reels and that kind of thing of you getting out of your car, of you going into a store shopping and showing your independence and like draw them into you. Like you said, like people like people like themselves or even the like, I really want, like that is my dream. This is the woman who can get me there. I said, but you like at the end of the day, like you have to be proof of what that is. If that feels in alignment for you and Instagram reels, Facebook, some of those platforms aren't for everyone, but people think that they need to be there because everyone's doing it. And it's like, no, we need to look back at like, well, why does that work for that person? So what's going to work for me based on, and sometimes it's just like, I mean, I don't know fully what your system is for how you like connect with your clients once you sit them down. But sometimes it's like, can you write all like down all the things that you love doing so that we can see where this aligns with you and how you can show up? Yeah. And I think that that's what's important because sometimes I'll say like, um, can we go back to what you just said? Like I asked you this and the first thing that you said was right. Like, and, and what I know is that, you know, their calls are recorded so that they get the replays. Right. So I would have already known exactly what it was. And then I'm like, okay, so you said that. And then just a second ago, you said, you know, X, Y, Z and, you know, me hearing it, it's easy for me to see the discrepancy. It's easy for me to see the contradiction. But when we're talking and we're like thinking out loud and we, we're we just really not clear on our direction and our strategy and the why and the purpose behind that, then yeah, it makes it easy for us to make contradictory statements. Like I, I don't think people are really doing it consciously. And so again, it comes back to that awareness piece where whether that is you do the work yourself to slow down, to be present, to pay attention to the words that you're choosing, to get really clear on your your goals and the direction, right? Or that you create yourself an environment. And I say create because that can look like, you know, finding a podcast to listen to, finding a book to read, you know, going on YouTube and finding support that way, you know, working, you know, being in a women's group, going to a book club or whatever, right? Or hiring somebody and becoming a part of a coaching environment where you will get some more of that accountability to the language that you're using and you get that mirror held up for you so that, you know, there's, there's no shame around it. It's just like, it, these are your words. Like I, I just am, I want to get clear so that I know how to help get you there, hold you accountable to this thing that you want. And I need to know which one it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So help me understand which one feels more resonating. Right. So then that makes somebody else be able to sit back and think, huh? Yeah, you're right. 
You know, I, I don't want to invest in all these platforms. I know that they look shiny. I know that they tell me that they will get me this thing, that they will solve this problem that I have. And yes, my but my problem can be solved in multiple ways, right? It can be solved through different angles. And so it's a matter of like, how does that make me feel? Is that the person that I am? And is that the person that I'm attracting? And when we can include in our messaging ways that make us more relatable, right? Like it's, you're saying the same thing, like you're trying to get the same message across, but when you throw in just, you know, two tidbits of something about how this has shown up for you or how this has shown up with people that you've worked with or that you're aiming to work with, right? Like now you're creating a message that is relatable, that makes people say like, oh, good. I'm not the only fucking one out here that is like <laughs> flailing, right? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like it's the tip of the iceberg little poster, right? We all think like, oh, she got there, right? How'd you start this podcast, right? This The show you said um, from the t- bottom, from the top, right? Like now, you know, so it's like, you know, but people don't know the bottom mm-hmm. if we don't tell them, right? Yeah. And then it creates that cycle of the judging our insides based on other people's outsides. It's like, I mean, I used to work in pain management and addiction therapy, you know, prior to real estate. And I would go to these addiction clinics and, you know, I would be walking in in my, you know, a Calvin Klein sheath dress and my heels. And like, you know, you get these looks at you and it's like, there's judgment being thrown in those eyeballs coming at me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, boo, I could have been you, right? Like I was here, you know, 15 years ago, right? Like just not in a clinic because they weren't like widespread at that time, you know, but it's like, you don't know where I came from. Right. And so now it's a beautiful journey to be able to say like, and that wasn't something I shared with people. I mean, it wasn't, and it wasn't because I was more worried about what they would think about me. I was more worried about what I would think about myself having to own that. And now I'm at a beautiful place where it's like, but you know what? I'm not that person, but there's Mm -hmm. no way I would be today's person without those experiences. And so when we're able to open that up just a little bit, everybody doesn't need to know every little detail of my life. I'm not saying I'm a thousand percent words on paper, open book, right? Like there are things that are still mine that nobody needs to know. Not to mention, I think my son listens to my show, right? So <laughs> there needs, we need a couple more years before he gets all the, all the digs on it. Right. But, um, you know, when we're able to open that up and show some relatability, like, People got, yes, there are some people that just, it was handed to them, right? But I really think that that percentage of people is fewer and farther in between, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're not opening ourselves up to let people know, like we struggled too, and we saw an environment, right? And I'm so fortunate that I have access to very expensive health insurance that gives me access to mental health, right? Because my therapy appointment is the best money I spend every single week, and there's no reason why I would ever give that up, even when I'm having a damn good month, right? Like there's always something that I can talk out loud about and have a self-realization moment. You know, I have two coaches myself. I'm a coach. I have two coaches. I have a therapist. Actually, both of my coaches have a therapy background. So apparently I just really like a lot of therapy in my life, um, <laughs> you know, but like it's beneficial. I'm fortunate to be in a space where I have access to that. There are people in this world that do not. And I think sometimes that some of us forget that we were in that space at one time. You know, I was on the food stamps. I had the Medicaid, right? Like I had 
access to mental health, but there came a stigma with it. It felt like because of where I was at in my space, right? Like I wasn't honest with those that were there to help me. I wasn't honest with myself. So I wasn't getting the most work out of it. Right. So part of the beauty of what we're doing with these podcasts, right? This is, this is free. This is free information. This is let's pour into you, right? Because you're not alone whether I am there today or whether I was there five years ago or whether I was there 15 years ago, right? Like we've been there and the beauty is, is like there is a light at the tunnel and it's what we make the most of it every single day, right? Like you can be grateful to not be in the house that has multiple floors and no working kitchen and be grateful for the house that has one hole in the floor covered with plywood and the baby's room is already painted blue. There can be gratitude found in every single situation, right? And so I think that that is really powerful. And when we can start to look for those things, we can start to attract a little bit more um, open-minded awareness to look for other opportunities to pour into ourselves and start small, right? Like, you know, books were my thing before I could ever afford a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Kindle was my thing. You know, Audible was my thing. It was, you know, the library. I mean, it was all these different resources, you know, podcasts and, and YouTube videos, like YouTube trainings, you know, I mean, like, you know, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Hollis was one of my, you know, you know, it's like, she's self-taught on YouTube, right? Like, I love that, you know, I mean, I wish I would have explored more podcasts around what to expect through and after divorce right? Like I didn't know to look for those things. And so when we can create conversations that normalize the issues that we are all facing, whether that's personal or business, when we can create a space for us to show up, you know, and, and be vulnerable and, and be open to the experiences that we have had, man, I really think that the world could be a better place, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that you share that because it really, like when it comes back to the gratitude and us connecting with, you know, the, our true stories, it does, it makes us relatable. It makes us real. Um, you know, we don't have to like, you know, like people think that like social media has to have all the filters in regards to, you know, showing their highlight reels. But for me, I've always been someone who, is very open about it. I think the thing that probably bugs me the most is when I've talked about like being kidnapped and raped and the response that people have of just like, Oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm not, it's made me the person I am today. You know, I'm very much someone who have never considered myself a victim of it, but it's also because I take responsibility for my part in those things. Right. And I think because of like when I've gone to recovery meetings and stuff, I think like there was a lot of people who really struggled with me being there. <laughs> and the reason was, is because I'm that person who it's like, okay, you got clean for a reason. Like, what is the life that you want now? Because now that life is possible. You're not living in the shit anymore. Whereas there's people who want to just stay in the rooms and it's their comfort zone and they don't want to step outside and see what's possible. And so for me, it's like, I would go into the rooms. I'd be like, okay, like now you got clean. Like, let's go live your life. Let's create that life that you, you know, dreamed of when you were a kid before all this shit happened, or, or maybe you didn't have a dream. And now it's time to like, see like, Hey, you mean I, I get to dream. And it's like, yeah. 
And, you know, when it comes to the systems, it's like, okay, so this is what you want. What's the first step to getting you there? What's the next thing that like we can do to help you get to that place versus like I said, like people think that they need to stay stuck and like stay in that comfort zone. But I I just want to touch on that too, is um, one of the things that I struggle with, with coaches are the ones who like try and push people to the point of stress and anxiety. And they're telling them like, you need to make the big, bold moves. This is what I did. I invested half a million dollars into my coach. And then people feel shame, shameful about it. And so I really like that you shared, you know, before you could invest, it was like you read the books, you know, you were on YouTube and it's really the work that you're willing to put in because at the end of the day, when you go invest in that coach, you have to be willing to do the work because if you're just investing in the coach, because everybody else is doing it and you're not putting in any of the work, like this is not osmosis. (laughs) Yeah. I have a client right now who honest to goodness, when I sat down with her for a clarity call, I told her, I was like, I'm going to be frank with you. Like you, you, you know, we've, you've been in my ecosystem for a while and you've pulled the trigger for this call, you know, but at the same time, like I'm telling you, like your finances, your income is not like based on everything that you're telling me, I don't think that this is the right time for you to put this expense into your life. Like here are some options that I know for you, like where you're at locally. And so I I was honest with her, right? Here's the thing talking about determined, right? This bitch went and got sponsors to pay for her three month coaching package. Right. And she calls me up and she's like, can you do this? Because right now the site just has it, you know, intro in one payment. Like, can you split this up? I've got some sponsors who are going to pay for this. You know, some coaches would have said that if somebody else is going to pay for it, that client's not going to be invested in it. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's they don't have the skin in the game. Right. And at the same time, like to me, I'm like, girl, you got some hustle in you, right? Like yeah. if you're determined to get this into your environment, like you you heard me say, I think you should go somewhere else. And you didn't take that as like, I don't want to work with you. That wasn't the case, right? I was looking out for your best interest. But at the same time, you're like, no, I want this and I'm going to go find a way to make it happen. And I will tell you, like, she's doing the hard work. You know, she's not a journaling fan, but we have to dig deeper. And she's like, honestly, it was hard and it was painful. You know, I'm like, and she's like, I just feel like I needed that breakdown though. I'm like, girl, yes, you do. Like, and we're not quite there yet. Like, I know that she's going to deeper to go, you know, to get to that real breakdown for that real breakthrough. But at the same time, like, you know, when we can really dig deeper and, and again, like you will find a way when something is really important to you. So if mm-hmm. that is, how do I, how do I put together a payment plan? Asking, can I do a payment plan? You don't know unless you hear no, right? It's worth asking, right? Like you never know what somebody might be willing to do. Can I find a sponsor? You know, can I, you know, go to the library and and get this book? Can I borrow this book? Can I post in a Facebook group? Does anybody have this book that I can borrow? Right? Like, you know, does anybody have a book club like that we can engage in and where we just get together? Like there's just so many different things. And gratefully, there's a lot of like free resources now. Like, you know, there's kind of very low barrier to excuse, you know, with how many podcasts are out there, YouTube and all the things to be able to absorb information. But like you said, you know, some people want to stay in this space. You know, I, I understand that thinking too. I also challenge that to say that we don't know what we don't know until we know it, right. Until we've had a light shined on what the opportunity is. Like if we feel that we are defined 
that we are in that box. People say like, you're an addict. You'll always be an addict. Like you don't have anything going for you. This is our self-talk through that time mm-hmm. frame. Like until we get ourselves into an environment that starts to motivate us until we start to see people who have done it. Like I am, I, I, work with uh, as a volunteer with the domestic violence speakers bureau here in in the county, you know, because it's like, I want people to see like, like you said, it's as a victim, you know, you can still take control of your life after, Mm -hmm. right? Like this doesn't have to define where you stay. And we also shouldn't let the definition disappear because it happened and we can't erase that from our body. We cannot erase it from our memory. We cannot erase it from the actual emotional stamp that it has on us and how we respond to things. There's no reason why you should try. We need to try to be able to accept it, to comfort it, to acknowledge it, to recognize it when it shows up and to work on our boundaries and our communication around it, right? Because then we can really enhance the next thing you know, you really step into some true empowerment in your life, you know, but if you, if you've never been introduced to an environment that is full of support and encouragement and in role models to show you that, you know, they were living a really shitty life too, and they made it to this space now, right? Like until people have that awareness, like they don't know any different. They, they've, the only environment that they've known is to stay in this shithole space, right? With, not great people around you to that's not encouraging you right and a lot of it's the self-talk too so i mean i definitely think that the more that we can pour in and say like you know this is what you can do or come with me to this thing i'd like to invite you like inviting people into our environment to give them this space right like every now and then like sending a podcast episode to somebody and be like you know i was thinking about you today and i you know there's some things in here about mindset that i just thought might be helpful and encouraging for you right send it to them because it it might be the thing that that person needed to hear that day right like mm-hmm. when something strikes you like that do it right like it's you just never know like and that is probably like the universal energy pulling at you because it is on purpose right like so i mean i just think that that's important is that we continue to create environments where we do spread awareness like this like we need to talk more about mental health we need to talk more about mindset and awareness we need to talk more about the struggles that people have had like how much people are spending like you know cool you had a five-figure month like what did you spend what's your actual profit margin out of that right like you spend five figures and you you know made five figures right? like okay mm-hmm. cool like your two percent profit margin awesome right like i mean we don't know right so and i think that that's important that everybody remembers Yeah. And, you know, I really love that you share that too, um, regarding people really being aware about, you know, the podcast and like people sending, you know, different things like in regards to mindset. Um, I've always said like, I'm not a huge person when it comes to the vanity likes or the vanity comments when you like say something and someone's just like, awesome. That like, that's awesome. Thanks. And like, or you're saying thank you to someone, the comments that I've always loved is when like I put something out there and someone like the ones that hit my heart is someone who's like I needed this today you know Mm -hmm. this changed my life um you know I needed this message today and when I create my content I'm not a batch work person because I'm like a what you see is what you get like this was posted at 3 a.m it's because that directly came from my heart at 3 a.m right before this came out because if I batch work it by the time it's ready I would it's scheduled it's like I'm light years beyond (laughs) like energetically where that was written and so I'm like 
you know, I teach my clients about content and the power of story and connecting with people because I'm all about energetics, but some of them love to batch work. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. But, you know, for me, it's like, I don't do it that way. So if that doesn't align with you, I'm not going to teach you my way. Let's figure out your way. Right. Um, and so, you know, I really love that you shared that about, you know, the importance of just sharing, like, you know, with others who need it. Right. Well, and even if you don't know if they need it, right, like something in this spoke to me and I thought that I might share it with you, right? Like, because we don't necessarily also want to assume, you know, but at the (laughs) same time, same with you. Like, I remember very clearly a gal who said to me like, hey, I just wanted to, like, she came up to me and it was in person at a a big, large coaching thing. And she was like, I just wanted to say that that post that you had um, about your divorce, it was, you know, like it really touched me. She's like, you know, I'm not too far, you know, ahead of you in terms of my process, you know, but like your ability to be really vulnerable, just like it hit me. And she just like had tears in her eyes. And I just looked at her and I was like, um, she didn't say divorce yet. Actually. I just looked at her and I was like, um, first of all, I'm like, what is your name? <laughs> like, hi, <laughs> like, what is your name? And then she tells me, and then I'm like, okay, which poster are we talking about? And she's like, oh, it was the one about your divorce. And I was like, oh, okay. And I remember I went into the bathroom stall and I thought I, I had tears. Like, I was just like, I finally had posted something that was like truthful to me that I was worried about how it might be perceived. And it was something that didn't get the generic like or comment or whatever. It genuinely had moved somebody and impacted them and encouraged her. And, you know, I had a moment in, in the bathroom. So I was like, that's right. Like true connection comes from vulnerability. Like how do I step into that more in a way that's still authentic to me? Because I, I, I'll never be the person that wants to like rip my ex, you know, in public. That's, that's not who I am. Like, I don't want to burn out anybody's candle, you know, to make mine burn brighter. Like he could be perfectly like, we're just not meant for each other. Right. We just have so many differences. And so like, I would never tear down somebody. So it's like, I, I will be mindful, you know, with what I share so I can be, you know, but, and be honest about it. Right. Like, um, I think the best thing that I had heard a therapist say, And I say that about her specifically because she wasn't my jam, but she had said, um, you know, great communication comes from staying true to yourself and honest with others without throwing blame or shame. And I think about that, you know, very regularly when it comes to social media content. Um, And I really feel like a lot of people should know that even more, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but it's like, um, I I think that that's the case too. It's like, you can be vulnerable and you can create connection and you can be authentic and you can share things with people in a way that doesn't make them feel shamed or doesn't make them, you know, feel blamed or that you're blaming somebody else. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, true connection comes from vulnerability. And I think that we need to be able to share things because we never know when it's going to touch them. Yeah. And you know, the true definition, um, the original definition of courage is to share all one's heart. And, you know, to me, I'm like, that's vulnerability. Courage, like true courage is us being vulnerable. But like you said, it's not blaming, shaming anyone and anyone else. Because if we are to share all of our own heart, it's there, there's no room in there for blaming someone else. And it's like creating that love and connection for ourselves so that we can share a message with the world and truly help others without saying, 
like we, I can't help someone else if I haven't learned the tools because I'm too busy blaming someone else. Right. I can say that I have the tools and it's like, I've been through this. And so I know how to like help get you there. It's like, no, if you're still blaming someone else, like you haven't worked through it. <laughs> like, and you shouldn't be helping someone else with it. <laughs> that is so true. It is. That is so true. Like, I mean, you, you really, you really do need to take ownership. Right. And, and, and that is kind of why I see that right. Vulnerability and courage being synonymous in a sense, because like when you step into sharing and communicating with somebody, your needs, your desires, your boundaries, right? Like you are teaching yourself that I've got you, right? Like I'm here for you. I've got you. We're going to do this. We're going to share this, even if it seems scary because it will work out. But if we don't share it in a non-shaming or blaming way, then we're only harming ourselves on the inside. And we're really not creating true connection. We're not allowing connection to happen between the other person and ourselves because we're not being truly honest with our needs or desires, right? So like, it makes sense that, that you know, communication would require vulnerability and courage as well. Like it makes sense that they're synonymous based on that definition. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can the audience, how can everyone find you if they want to work with you, if they want to connect with you, if they want to listen to the Determined AF show, how can they connect? Yes. Um, so you can find me on IG at Ms. Jamie Milam. Um, and then my website, jamiemilam.com. Um, you can find a systems audit on there. We got tons of products and freebies on there. Um, a couple different coaching opportunities and group coaching opportunities. And you can find me on, um, wherever you listen to your podcast as well for determined AF. If you want to hear more stories about how other people have, you know, just really risen and faced a challenge and decided to overcome it and achieve something successful that they, you know, wanted to be determined to have essentially. Right. So, um, I would love for you to come in and, you know, open up and be in my space and let's get to know each other. Right. Awesome. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening out there, make sure you go out and make life your bitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of the make life your bitch podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your bestie. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, feedback, or compliments that you want to throw like confetti, you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.